Hello and welcome to Getting to Grow, the podcast dedicated to unearthing the stories of some of the best brands in the food and wellness space, hosted by myself and Sam. Each episode we chat to founders, experts and industry professionals who each have their own personal journeys. We discover how they built their business, what's next and everything in between. This week we were joined by James Edmonds, MD and co-founder of Trip, the UK's leading premium CBD brand. We spoke to James about the misconceptions around CBD products, how they became known as the Queen's CBD brand, and why word of mouth is so important. Good evening, James. Um, Thank you so much for joining Getting to Grow. It's going to be a great episode um, because I'm super interested to understand kind of the world of CBD and how it seems to have skyrocketed into everyone's life from drinks to oils to moisturizers, etc. So it'd be really interesting if you could just give us a brief background about you, um, how you came to the idea of Trip. And from what I've read, obviously, it's a very family orientated business. So understanding, I guess, how, yeah, you all came um, collaboratively to to form Trip. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, Real pleasure. So Trip really started back in 2018 when... Uh, Daniel and Olivia, who are my brother and sister-in-law, were about to get married. Uh, Dan was playing football maybe four or five weeks before they were supposed to get married uh, and went out to play football, got really badly injured, uh, was told that he would need knee surgery just before the wedding and that he wouldn't be able to walk down the aisle. Uh, As you can imagine, Olivia was not best pleased. Um, so quite furious, the idea of her kind of picture perfect wedding didn't involve crutches. So um, we basically were looking for kind of everything and anything that might help him uh, to recover a little bit quickly, a little bit more quickly. And he discovered CBD oils were a real game changer. So it was something that his brother suggested who was living in the US at the time. And in 2018, CBD wasn't really uh, that prevalent in the UK. It was still very new. Um, But he found CBD was amazing to kind of help him sleep better, good for inflammation. Um, He finally found some calm, got a good night's sleep. And instead of being on crutches for the wedding, he actually walked down the aisle, uh, was able to kind of be the last man standing on the dance floor. And it was a real kind of uh, miraculous recovery. And after the wedding, we all got home and we're kind of like, what just happened? How did he manage to recover so quickly? Uh, Started looking into CBD and um all of the benefits that it had olivia and i uh, started using it for kind of the daily stress olivia was working as a lawyer i was working um, at l'oreal and dan in finance and we found that cbd was really good for the daily stresses um daily anxiety and our kind of passion for cbd grew and we eventually um decided that we wanted to to create a brand so that we could share uh, the calm that we'd found through CBD and um, decided to make sure. That's really interesting. Um, I think when you have such like a miraculous recovery from obviously quite a, like a bad injury and to be able to make that recovery as quickly as he did, there must be something in it that obviously proves that it does have like amazing benefits. So in terms of, I guess, the actual product, so the wedding kind of happened did you just sort of like all come home as you said like oh my god what happened started looking into it more how did you 
um how did you go from like idea to like initial product and why why a drink rather than another oil I guess I mean for me trips quite obvious the name I get that I quite like that so um so yeah so when we got back we all started using CBD uh oils at that time um most of the CBD oils in the market were were unflavored so they tasted of hemp um they were sold in mostly kind of pharmacies or vape stores and we had really fallen in love with the results of CBD it really made us feel calm relaxed it helped me sleep a lot but we thought that the flavor was really tough to deal with um we thought that the product the branding but also just the way it was described discussed how you could understand how to use the product didn't really fit with the way that we saw this ingredient we thought that it really helped us as I said, find calm, but that this should be a product that millions of people use to deal with stress and anxiety. But if it's sold in bottles that aren't that appealing, it's sold in formats that people aren't that used to, like oils only, and it doesn't taste very good, not that many people are gonna really enjoy using it on a daily basis. So we just thought it's really helped us deal with stress and anxiety. We would love to share that feeling with lots of people, but, if it's going to become popular with millions of people, it's gonna to have to be in a different format. It's gonna to have to be in a format that people are used to consuming. So we thought that drinks would be a great option. It's gonna to have to be uh, something that people really enjoy using. So it has to taste great. Uh, and then we also thought from a brand perspective, it needs to be really relatable. People need to enjoy looking at it, enjoy reading the back of a can and thinking, how do I use this product? Because the new ingredient you need to really be able to relate and understand what it is how it, how it works how to take it so we just thought that there was a great opportunity to bring this ingredient that wasn't that mainstream to the masses to kind of help them find calm as it helped us so we then went through the process of looking at both drinks and oils um, and trying to create a product that that looked great um, that meant that it could be sold anywhere from a, a yoga studio to a bar to a retailer and your mum wouldn't be annoyed at you for having the products on your desk at home. Um, we wanted a product that looked great. We wanted to make sure our product tasted great um, and that also made you feel great. I don't think that you should have to sacrifice feeling good for something that tastes great. So we wanted a product that was healthy, no added sugar, packed with natural ingredients and then the CBD as well. So. We thought that there was a big gap in the market for a product like that. And we wanted to kind of share the message with as many people as possible. So then went through the process of trying to create um, a brand that people would relate to, uh, a range of products that people enjoy drinking or using with the oils uh, and essentially made them feel great too. Hmm. And with like, what is CBD and how did you actually, how do you source um, like, the CBD that makes the no sorry the hemp that makes the CBD like what I'm sorry it's just so funny listening to Zoe try and understand like <laughs> what a cannabinoid is and kind of all this stuff she's had a very sheltered up I don't know what you so, just said whatever so that kind of word and, was. and also to be fair I think a lot of people have I think CBD is one of those things where people often have misconceptions as to what it is how you use it why you use it uh, and you know in the various forms that it could come in so as an idiot's guide can you explain not not that Zoe's an idiot, but for <laughs> I've got that bit up. 
for uh, for anyone listening who doesn't know what CBD is or might have a preconception about what it is, could you just explain, you know, what it is, benefits of it, and then ultimately how you guys have been able to turn, you know, the cannabinoids into a drink? Because I think often, as you said, people associate it with oils or you know the plant. So just be good to understand how you've gone from that and turned it and made it to a, into a drink. Of course. So CBD or cannabidiol is the non-psychoactive compound that's found in hemp plants. Uh, so the hemp plant has about 120 cannabinoids uh, in it. And CBD is one of the, the compounds that you find in hemp. Um, unlike THC, CBD does not get you high. So it's not psychoactive. Um, but people do find that it uh, can help them deal with stress or anxiety. Some people help it finds them sleep better. Um, some people find it's even helpful for anti-inflammation and it can be used in muscle balms um, and a range of different products. The way that it works is that it interacts with something called your endocannabinoid system, which is um, a tiny network, sorry, a network of tiny receptors found throughout the body um, that help regulate your body's balance. So that could be anything from sleep, stress, immunity, pain and inflammation. And that's something that's in your body already, nothing to do with um, CBD. And CBD can help interact with your endocannabinoid system or ECS to basically make you feel back in balance. So it can help you sleep, uh, deal with stress, deal with anxiety. So um, yeah, it works differently for different people. Um, it's like lots of other natural ingredients, um, but the, I would say the most popular ways um, for people to use it are in drinks and CBD oils. Um, and so we infuse 50 milligrams of CBD into all of our CBD drinks. And then we also have a range of CBD oils um, in different strengths where people um, take CBD by putting the CBD oil underneath their tongue and then swallowing it afterwards. And where do you actually, so where do you source your CBD? So we've got a range of different partners um, that we've discussed, like just collecting our CBD from, and the, you can't actually grow um, and extract CBD in the UK. So our um, hemp is grown in the US um, where we source um, the kind of finest hemp, extract the CBD from it, uh, and then make sure that it's all um, third party tested to make sure that it's the kind of highest quality and purity. And then it's infused into all of our um, drinks and oils when they're made here in the UK. So do you buy it as like a commodity in the sense that it's like an oil? Do you buy it as, and then that's what you infuse with, or does it come solid? Yeah, so we, we buy our CBD from our partners. So they're specialists in um, growing the hemp, extracting the CBD, uh, and then we partner with our producers to infuse CBD into our products. Cool. Um, and what are, what are the challenges, I guess, working with a product that has CBD in it? So in terms of, as you just said then, like it's, obviously it's not allowed in the UK yet, which obviously... Well, you're not allowed to grow it in the you're not allowed to grow in the but, but even that there's obviously um like a stereotype around it i guess in the uk where it's on it just hasn't been passed through government laws as such so um yeah what 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 have you found have been like the kind of biggest challenges with with working with a brand sorry with working with a product that has cbd in it i think that um the biggest challenge but also what's so exciting is that 
Uh, it's a really new category in the UK and lots of consumers, as you said, don't know all of the benefits, how to use it. And that is a big challenge for us to educate people on why you'd use it and how you'd use CBD and how it might help them. But that's also what's really exciting for us as a brand. Um, we launched in 2019 and we've already had such an amazing and kind of rewarding experience where people find CBD for the first time through trip. And it really helps them in lots of different ways. Um, and there are challenges that come with launching any new category to explain why it should exist, the reasons for it. Um, but that's also what makes it really rewarding. Um, if we were just making another chocolate bar that was the same as other chocolate bars, but tasted slightly different, I don't know if it would be as challenging, but I don't know if it would be as rewarding either. Um, so there's definitely uh, lots of challenges with explaining and educating the product, but it's what also makes the journey really exciting, um, especially with a product like CBD that people might have previous conceptions of what it does or what it is. Um, they might think you get high from it. So um, we need yeah. to explain all of the benefits um, of our products without ever making medical claims about the products because it's not a medical product. Um, and different people use it in different ways for different reasons. So um, yeah, it's a really uh, exciting but challenging category to work on because it's so new. I'm really, I'm really interested to understand your customer or I guess more broadly customers of CBD. Cause I think, as you said, it's got so many different uses or, and it comes in so many different forms that it kind of, I guess, different products, maybe not a trip product, but CBD generally can appeal to people who are, you know, young, old, middle-aged, male, female. Um, what is your kind of typical trip customer? And I'm just, I'm also really interested to understand what, cause we were talking to um, Nicks and Kicks, who you may have heard of, they're a soft, soft drink brand. And Julia was, Julia was explaining to us that they they kind of went after the uh, mid-afternoon people need a you know where people usually have a diet coke or you know they were sitting in the cafe and they wanted a soft drink alternative or you know they wanted something non non-alcoholic um is there like a, a period of time or that that people typically would drink a trip product is it a you know you have one in the morning is it you have one in the afternoon i'm just and then obviously how has that affected your channel strategy that's probably like five questions in one i was gonna but, say calm down but, <laughs> but, but um, kind of roll. i i'll start with when do people um use trip and it's something that we found a really amazing experience and discovery we launched as a direct to consumer brand uh and we've got an amazing community online where we can discuss where people use trip how they use it what time of day and it's been so interesting to find the range of times that people would have a trip drink or trip oil. Some people will get up in the morning and have our trip cold brew coffee, which is infused with CBD uh, because they want all of the energy from the caffeine, but they don't want the jitters and the CBD really helps them with that. Um, some people might reach for uh, like a trip peach ginger instead of that diet Coke because you want to be calm and focused at lunchtime. Um, Lots of people use our oils throughout the day to get through kind of daily stress, Zoom fatigue. Um, and then, as you said, when they get to the evening, we've seen two moments have really exploded uh, recently. And one is that alcohol alternative moment where people used to reach for a glass of white wine on a Wednesday evening. And now they're looking for something that marks that moment for the end of the day, but 
doesn't contain alcohol. So people are looking for trip to kind of mark that moment and draw a line between um, between work and play, especially when that's in your own kitchen. And then people are also using it as uh, a mixer too. So we have lots of people making cocktails with alcohol with it. So we have a real range of moments when people use trip right throughout the day. And you asked what our channel strategy has been. And I think that as a result of people using trip throughout the day, we have a really large and varied channel strategy because instead of, I guess none of us came from a, a drinks or wellness background. So instead of coming in with the preconceived notion of one channel to focus and own, we basically built our channel strategy based on where we thought people might want to buy a trip. So our first two large stockists were Equinox gyms and Selfridges. One is retail and one is a gym partner, but that's just because we knew that our customers might want to buy us in those locations. And we now <clears throat> are sold everywhere from retail stores like Selfridges and Harvey Nicks to gyms like Equinox and Block uh, through to on trade and restaurant partners and bars like Soho House or um, Brewdog or Bills. And Soho House have even put our oils into their hotel rooms to help people get to sleep with jet lag. So there's a huge range of moments when you might want to um, you know, find your calm, try a trip. And rather than focusing on one particular channel, we've just tried to make sure that any time that you do want to um, buy a trip, then we're available for you. So um, lots of different locations uh, and we've got lots of amazing retail partners who are helping us along that journey, which is super exciting. Mm. And you just mentioned there that you launched as a, as a direct to consumer um, brand. So, I'm assuming you had a website that started kind of it off when you got your customers to try it and to buy it that way. What what came next after you felt like you, I guess, reached as many consumers as you could at that point in time with D2C? How, how did you next go about the Selfridges and the Equinox? So we launched Direct Consumer and it stayed a real core pillar of our business. We love the online community that we've built there. And no matter how much we grow through through retail or on trade, I think that that will also be a crucial part of our business because it's, it's really fun to talk to everyone in our community. It's really great to see their views and it's great to build that sense of community. Um, but we were able to partner with some amazing uh, retail partners to launch with. Places like Equinox, Selfridges, Planet Organic, Harvey Nichols were some of the people who were really interested in CBD and were looking for CBD partners um, when we launched. So we thought that they would be great. Sorry? You reach out to them? Yeah, so it was a mixture of us reaching out to people through trade shows. Um, that, that was back in the time when you could do trade shows, oh, which was fun. Oh, you can meet real people in real life. Um, and we thought that they would be great partners because a lot of their customers like buying new things and like exploring new categories. Um, and we found that lots of our consumers who buy from us in all of our um, different locations, some people find us in Planet Organic, but then end up drinking us in Bill's restaurants and vice versa. So um, there's a really nice um, connection between lots of our different retailers. 
I think the lots of the time in FMCG, you can get very focused on channels, but consumers never think about channels. Um, so we want to be everywhere that our consumers are. Um, and so that's why we have a very big mix of um, retail partners. And when you were, I guess, launching the, the product and getting that all ready, did you have a round of funding or was it all through friends and family? Yeah, so we actually have only done our first round of external funding um, this year, a few months ago, uh, and didn't do any external funding before that. So um, it's been a really exciting journey for us to first to do kind of external funding for the first time. Uh, and we're really looking forward to this next stage in our journey. Um, but we hadn't done that before. Um, we were a family business. So as I said, we were, um, I was working with my brother and sister-in-law. Uh, our next hire was my younger sister. So it was very much kept within the family uh, early on. Um, we've now since then built out the team and we've got an amazing team who aren't uh, all related to us, which is, um, mm -hmm. I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big step in a business to not only be related. So um, we're super excited to take that step and uh, external funding has been um, another step in that journey of uh, continuing to grow and continuing to kind of share trip with more people. And when, as you said, just, just speaking of the family thing, do you find that you like never switch off? Like you're over dinner, you're talking about it, you know, at breakfast, you're talking about it because I guess like it's what you live and breathe and also it's your family. So like it must come Christmas day and you kind of can't switch off from work because you're like, oh, there's my sister, but she's also in sales. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's definitely blurred lines between, between work and family life. I think that's happened with everyone during lockdown where... Yeah. Uh, the kind of the lines between work where you used to go to work and then come home and have a separation um, have definitely disappeared. There are definitely times where you talk about lots of work between with your family, but I don't see it as too much of an issue. It's been such a fun experience working with uh, working with Trip, working with my family, and then also working with the rest of the team that it's not something I dread to talk about or want to stop talking about. It's been a really exciting experience. It's been really re rewarding to kind of have so many people say, oh, Trip really helped me out when I was stressed this year. Um, so it's something that I enjoy talking about with my family uh, or friends. So um, there's definitely some blurred lines, but uh, it's a really fun thing to do um, for all of us. And mo most of the time we're, we're kind of enjoying the day today working with each other. So um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely more positives and negatives to, to work with your family for sure. I kind of envy you actually. I wish I had like a big family that I feel like, oh guys, let's do this. And it'll be like so much. I yeah, I think that might not fun. fun enough for you. No, sorry. <laughs> um I also wanted to chat about um oh my god, my oh yes, my brain totally went then. Um I wanted to understand a bit about kind of how the media have played a part in what you about like what trip has like done and, and been there. I mean I was reading um and I only know it because I was speaking to Katie um and I live in Windsor that's where I grew up that's home and that you were stocked in the wind you're stocked in the Windsor farm shop which again um is definitely not a local because it's literally like 95 pounds for a chicken breast in there but um 
I I do sometimes take my grandma there and we have a look around, but obviously being in like the Queen's shop, um, and Katie was saying that as as it was in there, you got quite a lot of press. But what um tell me about that and then also have you had any like other press with regards to trip and how has that affected kind of brand awareness and did you see like a sales increase from that and, and that part of it? Yeah, so the the Queen's Farm Shop story was definitely um, an interesting part in the in the trip journey. So I remember I spoken to Liv on Friday, Liv, the, one of the other founders on Friday and said, I'm going to take tomorrow off. It's going to be um, like a relaxing weekend. And she called me on Saturday morning to say, the website's gone down. What did you do? Um, and we went there and we had kind of more traffic than we'd ever seen before um, on our website and it couldn't cope. And we found out that it was because the Sun had written a story um, about the Queen's CBD brand uh, that was flying off the shelves in uh, the Queen's farm shop. Um, they had lots of funny puns about her Royal Highness and her favorite CBD brand. Uh, <laughs> and they'd got uh, inside scoop quotes from the, the team who worked there about how people were buying six or seven at a time. And this story went absolutely viral. It was like maybe page five in the sun. Uh, it got picked up across the UK um, in all of the press. I think the press at the final count eventually reached 26 countries. Um, we're talking about the Queen's CBD brand. So it was a really kind of surprising day and super exciting for the brand. Obviously, um, being known as the Queen CBD brand or the, the brand with a raw seal of approval has been um, an exciting thing for, for Trip and uh, definitely one of the days that will live long in the memory. Um, press more widely, I think that we've been really fortunate that lots of journalists have, have written about Trip and have written about CBD. I think that especially during the pandemic, during lockdown, it was a really tough year for everyone. And I think that for lots of people, they really realized that mental health is intrinsic to health in general. And that was a really common topic that I saw across the media. Uh, and I think that lots of people were talking about how they were dealing with lockdown, how they were dealing with stress. Um, and during COVID, we were lucky enough to get lots of journalists trying the product, really enjoying the different products, the, the oils and the drinks. Um, and that's been great to grow to grow brand awareness through people who really love uh, love CBD and love trips. So um, it's been amazing to get that that coverage, and um, we're really glad that they just enjoyed the products. Um, so yeah, I think the press is something that you can't force and you can't create yourselves. Like you can't create the fan that you're you're a queen CBD brand, um, but it's definitely something that um, we've been fortunate to get, and we've really enjoyed it. And have you had any um, any kind of negative press or anything? And the reason I ask is because at, at Coconut Collab, we had a couple of articles came out before about our, our dessert range and sort of the sugar um, around it. And, it you know, the Daily Mail, it kind of, it's skewed quite a lot of the truth. Um, and it didn't, it didn't massively affect us. We had a couple of emails in, but it was just more... A bit of a shame because it's not really true so how have you have you had any negative um press not necessarily to do with trip but also has cbd had some negative press and how have you have you responded to that um i would say that 
as a brand, we've been really fortunate um, that the the journalists who have written about the brand have been really positive. So um, that's definitely made our lives easier. I think that CBD in general, we have got the majority of journalists who uh, are discovering CBD for the first time and are asking lots of questions. So I would say that rather than journalists being negative about CBD too much, they've been asking lots of questions about how to use it, what it is, what the benefits are, why why you would use it. And that's been really helpful for us because it's just stirred up a conversation where people have reached out to us and said, I read about CBD in The Guardian and I heard this, what do you think? Um, and that's fostered a really healthy conversation where we talk to all of our consumers through text or through Instagram and um, being able to have those kind of direct conversations has been amazing for us. And I think that a lot of journalists discovering CBD has been amazing for kind of stimulating that conversation. So rather than negative, I think it's just been a lot of, a lot of questions because it is still new to lots of different people. And how do you educate people about the benefits of CBD? Do you have like a section on your website? Do you email out on newsletters and, and stuff like that? So we try to do lots of different things to, to explain how we found CBD, how we find it helps us. Um, I would say that we definitely try to use email, use um, social media, use our website. But the most kind of productive conversations that we always have are those direct conversations where people do text us or people do message us. And um, I think that's something that we'll always really value um, as a brand, being able to have that direct line of communication really helps us learn and hopefully helps us um, be able to better connect with our consumers in the future. Talk to us about the present and kind of like what it's like I guess post COVID and how the brand's doing now. And um, I read about your Sainsbury's, the future brands um, and your kind of listings that you have now then in retail and where people can go and grab a can if they're out and about. Um, so the last few months has been really exciting for us. Uh, I think particularly with um, restaurants and bars opening up, um, we love people discovering trip for the first time when they're out at a restaurant, whether it's an alcohol alternative or a mixer. And that's something that um, was really sad to see a lot of our, our restaurant and bar partners struggling through um, through lockdown, of course. So um, kind of in this post-COVID world, we're really excited for those opportunities to reopen, for, for those spaces to reopen. Um, and you can find Trip in lots of different restaurants or bars from, as I said, Brewdog to Bills to Drake and Morgan. We also sell in a lot of retail partners, so um, everywhere from some of the more kind of specialist premium retailers like Harvey Nicks, Selfridges, and Organic, um, through to places like WH Smith, Holland and Barrett, um, Sainsbury's, hopefully lots more partners coming on soon. Um, and then also through our website where we sell um, our oils and drinks through um, our direct consumer channels. So that's the majority of the retailers in the UK. Um, we also sell into uh, a range of countries in Europe and we're currently selling to 32 countries uh, through our direct wow. consumer. And then one of, one of the exciting things that's happened in the last month is um, our launch into the US. So we've launched our direct consumer business over there. And then also uh, we have a partnership with the Soho House Group globally. So we're launching in all of the Soho houses um, across the US. So 
uh, it's a really exciting step for us to um, go there and uh, yeah, really looking forward to that journey. I, w I, was, I was really interested to ask you about the US stuff because I think, well, I'm putting two and two together, but clearly raising money and then going over to the US is probably going hand in hand, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I'm just interested in the US market because I guess on the face of it or from someone who's not within the industry, I would assume that the US market is probably more advanced than the UK when it comes to using CBD. So I guess has that, how has that sort of affected your thinking as to you know, how you go about entering the US? Clearly partnerships with Soho House help, um, but in terms of you know, gathering momentum and creating brand awareness in the US where I guess there's probably more of a slightly established market already, how has that been different to what you guys are doing in the UK? I guess it's early days, but how, how has that kind of affected your strategy and your planning as to entering the US? Um, so I think that the, the market in the US has been around for a bit longer and awareness is a bit higher. Um, but I don't think that we change our strategy um, too much. All of the feedback that we've got from consumers around, around Europe and the US is that um, they love the product. They they love the way that um, Trip tries to keep things simple with all of our um, our language and education to make it kind of relatable, uh, easy to understand. And even if the market is more developed in the US, um, there are still millions of people who don't know about CBD. They don't know how to use the product. So um, all of the feedback that we've got from people in the US has been super positive. Um, and we're really excited to kind of help more people find their calm, uh, deal with stress over in the US in the same way that we um, we have done in the UK. And as you said, the, the Soho House partnership is a really great one um, for us to, to get great feedback from those consumers and to um, build a base over there. And what is, um, other than kind of the US, what else is for the future? Is it more, is it more export? Is it kind of based more in the UK and building up more brand awareness here? What, what's your kind of plan or rough outline? <laughs> no one really has a plan ever. Yeah, COVID can uh, yeah, definitely make you reassess your plans on a, on a regular yeah. basis. But I think that um, we think that we've really scratched the surface in terms of um, CBD. We think that the amount of people that use CBD now and finds it really helps them um, is creating a huge amount of growth purely through word of mouth recommendations. People saying, I found CBD, I found it really helped me, why didn't you try it? And when products have that type of organic recommendation from friend to friend online, on Instagram in person, it creates an amazing rate of growth that um, we've seen in the last few years, but we think we're only just scratching the surface in terms of how many people will like to try CBD, um, whether that's in the UK, whether that's in Europe or um, in the US too. I think that our plan is just to try and continue to um, do what we've been doing so far, which is kind of giving people products that they enjoy drinking, enjoy taking, to make them feel good, um, and that they just enjoy being part of the trip community. So I think we think that we're in really, really early days. The brand hasn't even been on for two years. So um, we're just going to try and keep doing what we're doing and uh, help people deal with stress, anxiety, and uh, yeah, help help people find their calm. And one more question before we move on to kind of the quick 
fire closing round. How do you get people to try the product if they've never come across it before? Um, and I mean, like, do you, do you sample the product at all? Um, so do you put it in, I don't know, boxes and things like that? How, how do you get the product into people's hands without, and especially now in a COVID world where you can't do trade shows? Uh, I would say that most people find Trip through recommendations or seeing it uh, online. I think that we've been so overwhelmed by having a trip today um, for XYZ reason or um, people sending it to their friends. And we would say that the majority of people find trip through recommendations. Um, it's been an amazing thing for us to see and um, definitely something that we, we hope continues um, over time. We also don't know how things are gonna change as people move away from um, staying at home. Uh, mm. But for now, that's definitely where people find CBD. I think most is um, recommendations from others, reading reviews online, um, yeah. Googling what people use CBD for. And it's something that when it's an entirely new category that people want to understand, they are looking to friends, family, or kind of experts online who are talking about why they use the product. Um, and I think that's how most people find TREP. And how do you differentiate um, from competitors that are doing kind of similar things to you? What, what's different about TRIP? Um, I think with all of the TRIP products that we've created, we've just really tried to focus on making the best product we possibly can. Um, we wanted to make sure that we used kind of the highest quality natural ingredients. We pack our products with natural botanicals. So it's, it's kind of guilt-free good times with no added sugar in any of the products. We try to make the brand as kind of understandable and relatable as possible. So um, I think rather than focusing on um, competitors or other people in the market, all of our focus just goes into trying to make a product that's kind of really mm. enjoyable and easy to understand. And I think if we do that, then um, we're doing a good job and people seem to be happy. Yeah. With it. So I think that's always our main focus. Well, I can say it's delicious, and obviously, I'm the master of consumer opinions, not. Um, but no, it's it's really lovely. So we're going to end with um, some quick fire closing questions. So there'll be five. I will start, and they're just sort of our top five questions that we ask everyone after the podcast about um, just some some key learnings and favourites. So, what is the favourite product that you have created to date? um it's a super hard question i think it's kind of like asking a parent to pick their kind of favorite child but if i yeah. if i had to i would say my favorite one at the moment maybe not my favorite ever is um our lemon basil cbd drink it's amazing on its own um it's also amazing with tequila so it's currently yeah. the soho house house special um oh. and it's they call it a, a, a TNT. So no more GNTs. It's all about TNTs now. So, um, yeah, I think that's my favourite at the moment. We'll be taking over the sales of Picanti soon. Nice. <laughs> Trying our best. Um, yeah. What is your best bit of advice for someone who wants to start their own product or brand? Um, I think that the way that we came to trip through a, a passion for an ingredient, a passion for a brand has made every step along the journey so much easier because the idea came to us rather than us looking to create a brand and then looking for a gap in the market. It was 
the kind of ingredient and the, the passion for this came to us first. And I would just say that for anyone who um, is interested in kind of starting up a small business, I would say that rather than analyzing market data to find a gap in the market and a growing trend, I would look at what you're really passionate about because consumers engage far more with um, a team that is talking about something in a relatable way, in an authentic way, hopefully, and that is really passionate about it than um, if you came to a brand uh, where you have no connection with it at all. I used to work at L'Oreal selling everything from shampoo to skincare to uh, hair care. And it's far, far easier to use products that I love and use every day than trying to sell mascara that I've never used. So yeah, I would say trying to, trying to create a brand that you're passionate about with a product that you'll use makes every step of the journey much, much easier. Mm. What are your favorite food brands at the moment? Food or drink. Food or drink, yeah. Um, Apart from obviously coconut clarity. <laughs> of course, that's number one. But um, as I said, we've been looking to uh, looking at the US and there's a couple of brands in the US that I've just fallen in love with recently. Um, one's called Magic Spoon and the other called is called Olipot. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but okay. they basically they basically take cereal and really unhealthy soda. So like um, very unhealthy looking cereal and very unhealthy looking soda. And they've completely changed the way that the products are formulated, kind of like how Halo Top did for ice cream, where it's a product that everyone loves, but they know it's really bad for them. Magic Spoon and Olipop have created these brands, which are what taste like really sugary cereals and sodas, branded them in a way that looks like they're entirely... Uh, for kids, very retro 80s kids kind of candy branding, but they've put them, formulated them in a way that they're entirely healthy. They're full of protein and fiber and natural ingredients with no added sugar and really low calorie. And I think that it shows a really fun take on products yeah. where consumers aren't, are no longer going to make sacrifices of their health in order to get tasty, fun products. And I think that we're going to see that more and more across the UK too, is that people definitely want to indulge, but they're not willing to eat really horrible, unnatural products that are really unhealthy for them all the time. Uh, and they want the branding to be fun too. So yeah, have a look at those. They're uh, two of my favorites at the moment. Cool. Um, what is the one thing you wish you'd know when you began your career? So I guess this can span pre-trip as well, right? Because you've, you've done your L'Oreal thing. So maybe... Uh, it's the fact that you don't like working in a big corporate or I don't know, <laughs> you can tell me. Um, I think the, the thing that I've learned over my career has really just been to enjoy the ride and enjoy the day-to-day. -day. Um, I think that if you're ambitious and if you're goal-orientated, um, it can be really helpful and it can definitely help your, help your business and it can help you to be really motivated. Um, but I think that sometimes you can focus too much on the goals and not enough on kind of enjoying the ride. Um, and I think that throughout lockdown, you don't get to celebrate your wins as a team and go out for drinks as much. Uh, and it can be quite easy to forget to enjoy all of those wins and enjoy the, the little things. So um, more and more um, personally and as a team, we're really trying to enjoy the day to day, enjoy the little things 
uh, and not just only focus on those big goals um, because if you always do that, you won't ever really be fully kind of content. So yeah, enjoy the day today. And lastly, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Um, so I think my biggest failure or I guess maybe my worst, the worst day of my career. So when I started L'Oreal, I started the grad scheme um, and I started in field sales. So I was supposed to be selling shampoo door to door. And I started with a few days of training. Uh, and then on Thursday, they gave me a car and I was supposed to go out and start selling on Friday. And where, where were you selling into like salons and stuff like that? Yeah, I was selling into high end salons um, with expensive shampoo and conditioner. Uh, that was very tough. And on the Friday night, I was really excited to kind of drive my new work car around to my girlfriend's house and feeling very confident. Um, and so I parked it up at her house. And oh no, I know where this is going. The, I parked it on the driveway. And uh, the next day we were, I was woken up by her dad who said that um, my car was blocking the driveway and I knew it wasn't blocking the driveway when I parked it up. And I went downstairs and uh, in the first week of my work, uh, I'd managed to write off two cars because it had rolled down the driveway and smashed into my girlfriend's mum's car and wrote off both cars. Uh, so I had to call my new boss and say, you know, the car you gave me on Thursday, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. It's in the garage. And can you also pay for my girlfriend's mum's car that's also written off? Um, so that was definitely the toughest day I've had uh, in my career. Um, so I guess the learning from that is use the handbrake. <laughs> yeah, so you use the handbrake. And I think the, the actual, the, like, the long-term thing I learned from that is that you won't believe how scared I was on that Saturday morning to call my boss. Oh, I can imagine. I can and imagine. I think what I've realised is that like, you always care about your failures so much more than everyone else. And, yeah. and all of the small things you do on your day-to-day -day that go wrong, most of the time, no one else cares that much. Um, so yeah, that was one where I was freaking out for the next six months um, that someone was gonna slap me with a big fine for writing off two cars, um, but it never came. And yeah, I realized that I definitely cared a lot more than everyone else. So I've always tried to, uh, yeah, move on. When you mess up, just try and move on quickly and uh, don't freak out for too long. I think I needed that today. <laughs> um, it was bad as you think it is. Yeah, I really did need that. Um, well, thank you very much for um, coming on Getting to Grow. I really enjoyed it and understanding the world of CBD. And um, I hope that you have the lovely rest of your evening. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, great to catch up. Please remember to follow, subscribe and leave a review as it really supports what we do. See you guys next time.